Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 115. This interview is with Igal Carmi and Yuri Merovich, co-founder and head of UK respectively for JustDo.Mobi, a company based out of Israel that is focused on the creation of the optimal mobile web experience, providing a robust and sleek mobile solution for companies that are keen to drive business via mobile, including mobile commerce, of course. Igal and Yuri def- definitely understand the challenges in going mobile, a fundamental and strategic issue for pretty much any retailer or brand. Some great insights and considerations. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. Today, I have two people, uh, one person whom I met at the London Business School at a panel talking about uh, luxury in in uh, in digital and social and uh, so both uh, both people work in the space of mobile com- commerce so yuri and igal tell us who you are and what you do hi uh, my name is igal karmi i'm from israel i'm the co-founder of just mobi uh, we specialize in building mobile commerce sites that's right and yourself and I'm Uri, I'm based in London, and I manage UK operations for Just Do Mobi. All right, so we are talking mobile commerce, but what is mobile in commerce? How do you define, Egal, uh, mobile in commerce? Okay, um, today when I look at how users participate in the commerce field, they use um, computers to browse, to look for stuff, to compare stuff. But once they go to the mobile device, and by mobile device I mean smartphones and tablets altogether, they are here for a purpose. They have some kind of target. They either want, they either want to compare prices or to buy or to do something very specific, quick, like enter the site and after a minute, minute and a half, be over it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, very, they're very focused on, a, on a, a specific objective with the mobile so that's maybe a characteristic of mobile. At the same time, you know, we, we, we just had the iPhone 6 coming out and 6 Plus. We got all the variations of Samsung phablets and tablets. How do you draw the line and what, what is the distinguishing factor between them? Mm, the on-the-go um, factor. I mean, in computer, you, in traditional web, in traditional computers, you're sitting on a chair next to your um, table. You have either the laptop or... The desktop computer, you have a large screen, you have a very powerful um, processor. processor, and um, you're connected to a line uh, to the internet, which right. is faster. faster and more stable. Mm-hmm. Well, with the tablet, you'll be probably on it, on, uh, in your bed or in your uh, kitchen while drinking coffee. And in a mobile phone, you can be in a train or in the park or wherever. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's more... Dist- um, you have more distractions. You are far less um, um, relaxed. Right, so that's when you're, when you're talking mobile. All right, so um, you're, you're, you're running the UK business. And, um, of course, the UK is particularly strong in terms of e-commerce, 
How do you characterize mobile commerce in this really vibrant market in the UK? Well, first of all, I would say that I think it's the best in the world. There is no other country that understands mobile e-commerce better. And yet, I think it's very far away from where it should be and where it will be even in one year's time. Wow. So if you look at the UK market, I mean, who are the people that are doing a good job in your mind? I mean, there are some, uh, the big names, or who, anyone that you like to uh, reference? I think, first of all, the big names, because I think it's a matter of how much you invest in mobile. I think I can say, one, that uh, AO yesterday had a very good evening at the e-commerce awards for excellence. What is AO? Uh, appliances Online, mm-hmm. which is an online, uh, online-only retailer, and I think they're doing a very good job because they understand exactly what their clients need, and they invest, they understand that today 50% of your clients will probably find you one way or the other from a mobile or tablet, and they understand it's, it's a legitimate channel, it's a revenue-making channel, it's not just a problem that needs to be solved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's clear that... Mobile is important. We have Google that's announced that in November there's going to be 50% transition or 50% of traffic coming from the mobile around the world. In some company, countries, it's already the case, like in India and China. In England, it's big time. So, But when you're faced with a CMO or a CEO and you're trying to explain to them, you know, listen, you guys, uh, e-commerce on the mobile is going to be super important, what are the key challenges for making that happen so that it, it, you know, it is as effective as it needs to be? I think as, uh, the challenges are across all the levels of the organization. I think the first point is to understand how important it is. I think it's to understand that it's a completely different medium than desktop. And I think it's also to understand how powerful it is. It can be a significant revenue source and the growth, the source for growth for organizations. So some organizations, they still treat mobile as, oh, I don't have a mobile presence, I need to solve it, I need to solve it now, but I don't really understand it, so I'll just get something, and they will usually have a mobile website that looks very good, they have good graphic designers, but it doesn't really provide value to the organization. I think the second level is, again, understanding that everything in mobile is different. The users on a tablet and on a smartphone, they want something different. The users of iPhone and Android use the device differently, and In an organization, I would even like to see in the near future that they have head of mobile e-commerce for an organization. I think that would be one of the most uh, important positions for a company who wants to succeed in mobile, not Mm -hmm. put it as a side. It's not even a brother of e-commerce. It's just very different. And I think the last level is just the amount of expertise needed. I'll give a couple of examples. Um, First of all, it's hard to develop for mobile, you want to get everything you have on a mobile website, but then it will become heavy and slow and just doesn't function. There are less developers with less time developing for smartphones. It doesn't exist for that long. And another example, there are 19,000 Android devices out there, and contrary to what most people think, Samsung doesn't even have 50% of the market share. So in mobile, in e-commerce and mobile especially, Every small change makes a difference on the conversion rates and in the success of the website. Mm-hmm. So if I have an Android device, but your website doesn't look good on my device, you lost me as a client. Mm-hmm. So the companies need to either develop very strong internal expertise in doing it right to represent their brand correctly or work with uh, experts who are dealing with this and learning the subject and keeping up to date with the technologies. Yeah, also when I listen to you, Yuri, you've got... You know, 19,000 different uh, Android uh, devices. You've got 
you know, up to whatever, 10 million clients going on there and potentially surfing. At the same time, you're telling me make it simple, make it, reduce it, make it less complex. How on earth, if I'm the CEO, how, how am I supposed to compute when I have that many different iterations and yet make it simple? So, I mean, obviously that's a sort of a rhetorical question, but I guess the challenge is in an organization. Let's say you have an e-commerce, a mobile e-commerce director. How does one get down to making that complex environment simple? I think, it's, again, it's important. Every challenge, if you really want to solve it, that's the first step. So the reason why you want to do it is that in mobile you pay a price for anything. If you're entering a new country and the users want PayPal and you have debit card, you lost them. So first, there are very smart people in the real industry. They're very good at what they do, especially here in the UK. You need to try to solve it. And the second is just to understand that a system that was built last year and it was top of the line, it's state of the art, in today's technology, technology world, it's probably it's obsolete and the users will feel it. Mm-hmm. And the users have a very fast finger, so they will go to your website. It will look old. It will look unupdated. They will have an ad for a competitor. They will go to there and they will stay with their website. So understanding the problem, researching it, understanding it. There are very good publications and there is a lot of information out there. We just look at retailers and we see that they're just not doing it, probably because they have other problems that are more burning for them right now That's right. than to have a really good mobile website. Well, you know, so you, you, do, you got your, mem- your website, and the amount of time it takes to decide within an organization to, to make this choice, make the blue Pontone 234C and not 236C, I mean, all these kind of stuff that goes into weighing down and making decision-making slower. Uh, at the same time, we also have to be up-to-date. So it's got to be... Uh, you have to invest in a new mobile interface for next year because, you know, by next year, the, the, the best will not be BuzzFeed or CNN or whomever. It might be some other site that's got better interface, nice, slicker, swish, or, you know, you know other functionalities coming in. So uh, what kind of advice would you provide for a, a CEO um, in, in terms of allocation of resources? But, you know, p- compared to my website, which I'm allowed to do more choices because I have a bigger screen. I have foster, um, as you were saying, Egal, a foster connection. What, what other kinds of... How, how do you program your mobile commerce strategy? It's a good question. I'm not sure I'm in a position to give advice to CEOs of retailers because they are good at what they do, but you noticed a lot of the big retailers, they're now uh, publishing profit warnings because the problem is if you have a high street store and you renovate it and it looks good, it may look good for five years, but if your mobile website or if your website doesn't look good, you can have all the excuses in the world. The customers will just start to drop away. Uh, what we do is we believe that the mobile website should be light, it should be to the point, and don't overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. We want to keep it simple, we want to keep it light, and uh, if you invest a year and a half in planning for a mobile website and a year to develop it, by the time it will be live, mm-hmm. I guarantee it's not going to be relevant because the devices are different. You need to do it fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need something that works. Once you have it and you have that mobile marketing manager or mobile e-commerce manager, mm-hmm. make sure he's up to date. Mm-hmm. Make sure he understands the technology because it will change very, very fast. Yeah, that's a very good point. Right? So and when we're talking about trying to make a, uh, the website or the mobile site you want to do it quickly, and in order to do that quickly, uh, you probably need to have good data. 
data that helps you to understand, well, this site's where this part is working, this part is not working, this image is good, it's too heavy, it's not that. So one of the things I know that uh, you guys talk about when you, with your, with your solution at Just Do, is that you are creating a, um, a, a website application and not a native application. And, and tell us, um, Yigal, why is that important? And, and specifically with regard to data, why is that important? Okay. The, it, it's important basically of two reasons. One, and there's a certain amount of applications user will download and use. And the statistic is about 10 applications. So if you're Asus or eBay or Amazon, users will use your applications. But if you're a small to medium retailer, then users, use your, your users will use your application once, twice, and then they'll go to other websites. Um, the other thing that you've mentioned is the analytics. Um, if I have a big uh, operation, I want the smallest, has the smallest hassle I can get. And um, if I use a native app, I will need to have a specific analytics system for the applications. Whereas if I develop a website, a mobile website, I can integrate it with my current analytics, which will probably be Google Analytics. I see. All right, so you, you're, uh, I've seen a couple of your, um, your, your app, you know, work uh, in place, your app, the um, mobile commerce sites. What I did notice is it is extremely fluid. The rapidity of doing it, I was in the street and I was checking out um, your client, uh, the La Maloli, and it was just super rapid, even though I didn't necessarily have a, a very quick connection out on the streets. So how do you... I, what's the little secret? How do you get it there? <laughs> um, there's actually no little secret. It's about a thousand small, very tiny secrets that are combined to giving the users what they want. Um, basically, there's a lot of user experience integrated uh, with technology in order to give you this experience, this um, native app-like experience on the web. It's using CDNs and giving the mobile browser exactly the data he needs at the right order he needs and optimizing the images and using a strong search engine and more and more. All right, well, I want to get back to the search engine in a second, but when we're talking about, so you're, you've now got a client, and they say, listen, I, I, I really want to get, use your system, make a mobile commerce site. What are the keys to success for, in terms of partnership with the customer in order to make your site effective? In other words, what do they need to, what kind of attitude and mindset do they need to have and or assets, and how do you configure Making, making the transition and, and the work with you to be effective? The way we work with the client is, uh, first of all, we want to understand their specific situation. I need to understand how big is their current desktop solution. They need to understand, and usually they don't know the number of how many users come from mobile, uh, and analyze the real situation and also understand from them what is their current user behavior in their desktop, because a retailer of white goods is not the same as a fashion. So we do this understanding, and we help the client understand it for them. Then we will uh, tailor make a solution that we think working with the client is the best solution, and we will agree with them uh, on that solution. 
Once we've agreed on that solution, we take the development side and we try to give them something that is non-business disrupting. We connect to their own system so we really understand that the CMO and the head of e-commerce, they don't want to update, God forbid, two systems. So we try to develop something. And then a very important part is once the website is up, because we use the same analytics tool, we always benchmark against the desktop website and we understand and we make suggestions. So we are... We try to get, we don't try to build a mobile website, we try to get the retailer to, to sell and to have a good user experience in the mobile. So we will give him a call after a month and we will see how is it benchmarked compared to the desktop. We see what's working, what's not. Uh, we need their permission to make suggestions. So we will call them up, we'll say, listen, how about trying this? And it comes back the last point to a question you asked before, how do you make it good? Once you have a good mobile website, because a bad mobile website and you have it, you will just say it's bad. But once you have a good mobile website and you start to have revenue and traffic and you have people involved, then you can see what works for you, for your specific business. Right. And with the help of, uh, I think uh, we, are the, we are one of the experts in this field, you have this dialogue and you make what works work more, you change what doesn't work, and it's a constant progress. Exactly as they would do with their e-commerce website, which probably they will invest thousands of man hours a month to find, tweak it every single step of the way. That's what you should be doing in a mobile website. Mm -hmm. Maybe one year from now, you will have a very solid mobile website that is an important part of your business. All right, so... Oh, the geek, the geek conversation, responsive. You know, you, you, a lot of people who are listening to this sort of probably have a, a mild understanding of what responsive is, but your solution is not responsive, right? As, uh, explain us how yours is different from whatever responsive is, and what is what is responsive as well. So, just everyone has on this a level set. Uh, responsive design is a brilliant technology, and it's very important because it allows the same website, the same system to adapt to the size of the screen. And we have no problem with it. We think it's a very good system and it's good for almost any application. However, in e-commerce, it has two significant flaws in our opinion. The first is that, uh, another three one. The first one is the state of mind that you're saying, you know what, don't give me complication, Go, don't give me hassle, is the wrong approach because mobile is a very powerful, uh, could be a very powerful profit center. The second problem is that the customer journey in mobile and in web should be very different. Once you have a responsive system that all it does is adapts to the size of the screen, you will have to make compromises in one of these channels. And the third, which is very technical, but what we do is we say that every small optimization matters in mobile and you don't optimize the pictures and everything. So when you're in a slow connection, you have a beautiful responsive website but the pictures take ages to load, then nobody will see your beautiful website. And I completely understand that retailers like responsive also because the customer has the same feel in all of their sites, but uh, we believe we managed to do exactly the same only using a different technology with the understanding that, in my opinion, two years from now, you will have a mobile website that is adapted to a desktop computer and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Every, every retailer should examine all technologies, understand what works for them, and what's the potential of their mobile website, whether they should invest in a specific mobile solution. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the things I, I take away from this is this, well, I, I would refer to your technology as a mobile-only technology. 
to the extent that it's designed for all things mobile. But And the thing that I like about it is that it links back into the same asset pool so that whether you're doing a desktop or the mobile, you don't have to redo the images at, in your home base so that the, the, the material and the assets that the team at headquarters needs to take care of can remain the same. Then the, the, uh, your system allows it to draw out what's necessary for the different mobile sites. From our years of experience, we understand that uh, you don't want to complicate anything. You want to make it th simple, so just in one sentence. Our system integrates and updates everything in a mobile completely automatic, which for the retailer will probably be almost exactly as responsive. So definitely no complication, no double systems. Everything is done automatically, and I think this is a, it took us quite a long time to develop this type of technology that will give the customers, the users, what they want, but also give the retailers the same peace of mind. And actually, we offload a lot of their headaches and take it on our side because we believe that mobile is so important. Before the conversation, we were talking about some numbers and, uh, and return on investment. Uh, and I know uh, you, were, you, were, you were talking about how more powerful uh, mobile commerce can be can be when it's done well. Can you talk us through, I know, I know it's on your website, the, the business case with regard to Lamaloli and, and how actually it is more powerful or to what extent it's powerful? So Lamaloli is a European children clothes ret retailer and I think the, the power of his mobile website and tablet website is that it almost has the exact same performance as a desktop website. It's not 10%, 20% the conversion rate, but actually the mobile website has almost the same performance and conversion rate whether a user will go to the desktop website or the mobile website, and the tablet website is even better. And it's not just with Lamaloli, it's with the rest of our clients as well. And I think it's a testament to both the user's willingness to browse and purchase uh, on tablet devices and not just to browse in store or suffer through the process, And the second is we believe don't put hurdles in front of the client. So if your website is fast, if your website is simple to understand, and the most important part is if you have no friction or minimal friction in the payment process, speed is king in mobile. And this is why I think brings our mobile websites to very high performance. Our customers consider the mobile channel as a very important channel and they invest more and more people and resources and effort into understanding it because they see results. Unfortunately, they first want to see results yeah. in order to believe it. I think this is something that can change, and, uh, but, it's, uh, but it's also a lot because of the customer. The customer needs to advertise, it needs to send emails, it needs to promote a mobile website. It's not just the website. The retailer is the one doing the job. We're just enabling it using technology and knowledge. Yeah, so just to clarify, then, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is for the mobile uh, commerce versus the, the desktop commerce, mobile has 80% of the performance per visitor in terms of conversion. I, I assume that's, that's just in, I don't know if that's in basket size or not. It's important because it's very hard to measure conversion rates when you're comparing between retailers. You cannot say this website has this conversion rate, so it's good. So the only benchmark we were able to find is to use the same benchmarks the retailer used to measure his own desktop website 
implement them using the same Google Analytics on the mobile website. And it's a discussion we have between us and our client. If the client is happy, if the client is seeing the performance, mm-hmm. so when I say 80%, it's, it's almost the bottom line. Amount of customers coming to the mobile website, what they're doing, how many of them go and pick a product, how many go to the checkout, and how many make a purchase, and very important, how big. We actually have basket bigger basket size in the mobile website. We have double product viewed on the mobile website and a desktop website, which if you stop to think, it's quite impressive. And Why is that? Uh, we have a function of the ability to swipe between products. I, I, I haven't seen it in any other website. Right. And Beautiful. users, they just, they're used to it. They're used to swiping. And when there's no load time between products, you just see. And you want to buy a skirt for your daughter, you just browse, browse, browse. I like, I add. So uh, it's something that exists in applications. Like Tinder. <laughs> Of course. No, I I don't want to mix uh, apples and oranges in that conversation there. Um, We're talking about payment and uh, how important it is to have uh, the payment function be useful. And I've I've worked with other retailers and and brands about this notion of trustworthiness at the payment moment. What are the kinds of things that make for the, the payment part as effective and efficient as necessary? Egal. Um, our studies show that users want several things. A, in mobile, they want it to look simple. <laughs> they know they're going to have to put various stuff in, but they don't want it as a whole. Don't, put, don't give me like a page with 30 fields to fill up. Divide it to four pages with seven. Um, B, they want it to be very stable and very sturdy. Um, any friction, and this we know because when the first site was uploaded, we had frictions. We saw it in analytics, we corrected it, and we showed we saw about 70% uh, improvement in the checkout. And um, the third thing is that they don't want any redirections. They want to stay in sight. They want to. They want everything to look and feel like. They're still here. There's nothing to be afraid of. Right, because as soon as you pop me out, is, are, am I still at the same place? Or am I in some sort of spammy, weirdo, non-trustworthy environment? When the computer, a pop-up jumps in, you see it. In a mobile, it sometimes takes up all of your screen. In ba- poorly designed website, it's bigger than your screen. I would just close the window and move on. It's, mm-hmm. It just doesn't look good. And I think also the, the fourth element is that it's most retailers are multinational uh, or cross-border. Every country has the preferred method of payment. You need to research it. You need to know it. And very important, don't avoid implementing a payment system because it has this commission or that commission. If the users want to buy it, sell. All right. So good. All right. Great. So we've just had uh, September 9th Apple Pay. We've got Bitcoin that continues to be there. PayPal that just got sold. Um, I'm a retailer. I, how do you keep up with all of this stuff and, and make it all as transparent and, and as appropriate per country? Where, where, what's, some, what's some advice you might be able to provide? Mm, the best advice for me is, um, A, make your studies. Try to look at uh, what other people do. And then implement as much as possible and A-B test. <laughs> like that. All right, listen, one other thing, last question before we uh, close off. Uh, this notion of search. 
of course, it's important in the web. We know about, I mean, you know, mobile in general, you know, search things like Google. <laughs> in, uh, in my experience looking at e-commerce sites, I, there's times you go in and you say, I want a red shirt. And, you, and you, you can, they might have a little search bar. You put in red shirt and you come out with things that are blue, yellow, uh, not shirts, women's, men's. Uh, so tagging is critical. When, when you write, you have a powerful search search engine functionality with uh, Just Do. What, what is it that makes it so powerful? And, and then what, it, what, what makes for successful search when you're in your relationship with your customer to make it effective? Okay. Um, first of all, we, we rely on searches on Amazon Cloud Search, which from our studies is currently the best offer in the market. Um, second thing is, uh, as you said, smart tagging. Understand what users are looking for, how they search, and tag the product. Um, again, A-B test, A-B test, A-B test, and understand what users want to find and how they want to find it. When you, uh, in your, the number of clients you have, do you have an idea how many people actually do use the search bar? Is there, I mean, does it vary whether you're in travel or fashion? Any numbers you have? Mm, it, it's about the same in fashion and traveling and uh, somewhere around uh, 40 to 50% of the customers. Wow, so the 40 to 50% will actually use the search bar as opposed to going through the filters and the, 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 the tabs. Uh, yes, some of them will actually do it via Google, not inside the, the site. And why is that? Because this is how it works. This is how they, they will search uh, like a Disney short sleeve shirt for girls in Google. And you have to be able to index your site smartly. Right. And to have the result in Google direct you directly to the site with the well, search. I, I, and, and to, be, to be fair, I mean, I think that I do the same thing because find, I find some sites search is so poor that I end up having to go back out because I think Google will be more effective. So this is the shopping process. And, uh, and it's, by the way, an advantage of uh, websites against applications, which is probably... Native applications. Native applications. You cannot search in Google for a product in an application, but right. you don't go into a website and start to look. You want to buy uh, a Disney shirt for a girl, and who wins the customer? Whoever is up there. You know, the statistics uh, that I know about mobile search is that, that 9 out of 10 searches end up with a click, which is important. In a desktop, they can search again. And it's always the top option. So the right, because in a mobile face, you don't have the top. The bottom nine are really not there. So let's say you invest in an advertisement. You're in the top of the line. The customer presses, he wants to buy a blue Disney shirt. And then he gets a website that tells him, download the app. If you give him, give him exactly the same shirt, add to cart, add to checkout with PayPal, two clicks, can I send it to this address? Yes, then you've made a conversion. Mm -hmm. And as, as Eagle said, it's a thousand small things. It starts with understanding how powerful it is. It's learning and doing A-B testing, understand what's worked for you. And it's investing the internal resources, time, people, money in the organization in order to generate revenues for mobile if 50% of your customers are coming from a mobile device. All right, so we, um, I think uh, Yuri and I, we, we owe a little hat tip to Roy, our friend Roy Vela. <laughs> and um, so, hey, Roy, shout out to you. 
And uh, how could people track you down? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Of course, there's the site. What is the best way? Are you on Twitter or whatever? I think uh, we are on Twitter. We have the site uh, www.justdo.mobi. Uh, and, and you personally? And anyone, how can someone follow you personally? Follow me personally. I, I want to say I'm a Luddite, but uh, I'm personally not on Twitter yet. Okay. But, Are you uh, going to get there? Are you going to move? I will move. I will have to. Right. But uh, go to the website, find us. We are in the trade shows. We're here in the UK. And right. uh, just read about it. Read about mobile e-commerce. Right. And, oh, actually, so what would be your favorite resource in terms of uh, mobile, you know, mobile commerce? Of course, the mindset. <laughs> but uh, we follow IMRG. Internet retailing, I think that uh, the e-commerce expo that is held yesterday and today is a very important source for us. And uh, Google, you just Google because all, everybody is talking about the same thing. I think it's visible and it's out there. Just be, so just be curious. All right, Anigal, how can someone follow you? Is there, are, you are you out there? Are you a Luddite as well? Mm, I'm not yet on Twitter, but um, I'm on LinkedIn. I post various posts about two, one, two months and we have a page on LinkedIn and of course our site right, well, I'll put all that in the show notes thanks very much for coming on the show it's great to have you both thank you very much thank you thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue show you'll find the show notes on themindset.com that's mindset with a Y where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe if you like the show please do rate it in iTunes that really makes my day Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's painted fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of
with all your favorite shades and we paint it with our fingers to show the world the way we feel oh, oh the way I feel Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.